Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins, I'm out to cut the junkie. Isn't that what Epstein did? So, un perdido. I'm a loser, baby. So why don't you kill me? Is that what he asked for? Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg, and let's get it on! Nah, 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 you guys need better music than that if you can tolerate it. We can't just be singing Beck when we're talking about the illustrious Jeffrey Epstein. Nah, 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 we ain't talking about Welcome Back, Mr. Cotta. This ain't Horse Shacks Epstein. Epstein on that show, show was a Puerto Rican Jew. Our guy's just Epstein the Jew, right? The big financier. The man beyond reproach. So Vinny Barbarino ain't here. Nope, none of these guys are here. But let's sing a little Sam Smith. Maybe this is a little bit more applicable. A one, a two, a one, two, three. You say I'm crazy. Because you don't think I know what you've done. But when you call me. I know I'm not the only one. There you have it. There you have it, boys. Because he certainly didn't just have one. The only ones. But actually, it's a boring story. Why is it a boring story? Ah, Everyone's latching on now, but everyone's already known. I've known about Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein... For many, many years. But what pull do I have? Right? We've been run ramshackle over by Jewish financial interest. Yes, I said Jewish. That control media financial interests. That have blackmailed leaders by design. These questions are finally being asked. You say by who? Well, we've known forever that Robert Maxwell was an apparatchik of the estate of Israel. We know that he was loosely tied to the Mossad and British MI6. We're going to talk all about it. But it goes so much deeper than that. Everyone thinks Epstein died because he would spill the beans on who was getting together with his young girls. We know Billy Bob Clinton said, oh, he likes them young. Is that some big disclosure? Bill Clinton likes every woman known to man. Okay. All right. Well, the big question is, is what what turned in everyone's stomachs to make Epstein culpable? especially when he already had an immunity deal proffered in 06 and or 08 by our own federal government, right? Different jurisdiction up in New York as opposed to down in Florida, but isn't the federal government 
everywhere in the good old U.S. of A. So he continued to operate with impunity. He had the goods, and the goods kept being carried on. All right, so we know more about some of the people. Good old uh, old Glenn Dubin. We got to look at him, right? Where were Glenn Dubin's parents from? Or grandparents? Lithuanian Jews. Okay. Well, I mentioned Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's dad. Okay. Well, they were born in a small village, his parents, in back then it was Yugoslavia. It's actually modern-day Ukraine, a mountainous village there. Well, let's look at, oh, goody, 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 Les Wexner. Russian Jews. So, in the totality, and we can look into more and more, we'll just say Slavic Jews. Of course, they didn't have a homeland back then. The world was at war during the 40s. The Jews were in exile. And we know that unbelievable atrocities have been committed since the beginning of time against God's chosen people. And why is this? Because the Lord made covenant with the Jewish race. What does that mean? Anytime that the Lord comes into agreement, i.e. a covenant, a bond, a vow with someone, a people, the devil is going to seek to destroy it, right? He wants to disempower the Lord and or the fellowship between the Lord and that person and or that group. I think of marriage. It's the one covenant that is closest to our relationship to God here on earth, and he will seek to destroy it. The proof's in the pudding. Look all around you. Okay, so that's been occurring with the Jewish people since the beginning of time. The crazy thing about it is the Jews, and let's go back to Old Testament, Ben Shapiro, were witness to more miracles than probably any other group of people on this planet. They lived and communed directly with God. And yet they will continue to turn their backs on the Almighty who has put them in that position and granted them that spiritual, and I'm holding my hands out, that spiritual fellowship, that bond, that kinship. Why is that? To go through your existence and have miracle upon miracle thrust upon you. Constantly giving second and third and fourth chances. But yet, the Jewish race continues to turn their back on their Lord. That's noteworthy. That's a story worth considering, Ben. Is it not? Okay. Well, I know you're not going to touch the Epstein story. You're worried about Israel and Hamas, and rightly so. We know about all the atrocities. We've spoken out against it. 
Hell, I used to be a member of Christians United for Israel for a couple of years and gave us, I'm not going to, gave them, I'm not going to say an enormous amount of money, but I wanted to do my part. I wanted to stand with Israel and and uh, show my fellowship, but I thought that John Hagee was a blowhard. The only thing I, I was assured of with John Hagee was that he could probably wipe out one hell of a buffet. And the other thing I was sure of is that he probably could not run back down to the end of that buffet that he had just depleted to get a new plate. And when you start looking at these front men and realize that they don't have a sincerity for those they espouse to be nurturing or looking after, and the only people being enriched are typically themselves, it's the same reason I stopped giving money to Wounded Warrior. I mean, that was a no-brainer when it came out. But when I found out those suckers out of Tallahassee were living large, why am I going to do that? Okay, it's the same thing. But Ben, you need to jump on this. But I do know you're probably sitting there with your hands tied. Huge financial interests control the media, and therefore you are beholden as well. Hamas and Israel is a very easy story. You have intimate knowledge. You're Jewish. Okay, well, we know what has occurred to the Jewish race. It's a damn travesty, and it will continue until Christ comes back and sets the record straight. And it is our job to look after the Jewish race. But when the Jewish race perpetuates atrocities upon others, including themselves, think about Robert Maxwell and Pergamon Press and all the different periodicals and newspapers that he owned, right? When you control the media, you can control a narrative, especially if you have intelligence oversight and you need to get some messages and or influence out there. But when he built his employee's pension fund as his empire was falling apart, oh boy, oh boy, a lot of those people were Jewish. Think Bernie Madoff. A lot of his investors were Jewish. Hmm. Well, we know that it wasn't just simply Jews bilking other Jews. A lot of Gentiles involved there that were caught up in this snare of Epstein and everyone that uh, he associated with. So let's do a dirty dance and let's find out why he was actually killed. We don't have to get down to the brass tacks specifics because I'm here to tell you that the people involved, meaning Billy Bob Gates, Billy Bob Clinton, um, Ehud Barak, Glenn Dubin, whoever the hell you want to say went and slept with or cavorted with these young girls, that's immaterial. The reason he was killed is because of who the sponsors actually were. And Ben, you're missing the story because Tucker's been asking this for a while. But you're too blinded by your feud with Tucker and Candace right now. And here's the thing. We're all fallible people. And Lord, I pray that I never get so short-sighted or caught up in my own hubris, i.e. my opinions, and feel that they are so correct that I do not see what is actually in front of me that you have provided. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We're just simply fallen men given opinions. The thing is, I believe my listenership at this point wants to know more. We're men on a journey to forge a better understanding of how this world around us actually works so that we can effectively take action and in the course of doing so, create a closer fellowship with our Lord and Savior who governs us. That's the ultimate goal. Am I going to tell you that I'm always right? Hell no, not even close. We're just collating data, presenting it, and trying to get a better picture of what actually takes place in this fallen world. And until we're rectified by Christ, we're fallen too. None of these people are beyond reproach. But that's what allowed all this to occur, right? Kind of like all those Jewish financial institutions that were too big to fail but received bailouts. Think Bear Stearns. Lehman Brothers, all that good stuff. The same occurred in all of these circles. So yes, Epstein was killed in 19. That was obvious, 19 or 20. But Ben, you're missing out on the story. He was a fellow Jew. You know about these things. It was a fellow Jewish family. You know about these things. Tucker's already interviewed incognito, of course. Mark Epstein, Jeffrey's brother. Well, they had no relationship. They hadn't spoken in approximately seven years or seen each other. Limited correspondence in that interim, seven years by which they had seen each other upon the time of his death. (coughs) Excuse me, because Mark knew that his brother was a whore. Yeah, that's what he is. And a pervert. And he was a New York real estate developer. The brother. Why would he want to be associated with that? But yet, he accepted the fact, knowing his brother's dealings, that it was possible that he could have committed suicide. However... When statements were made that didn't make sense to him, and then he started digging, it alluded to other facts. And then he came to the conclusion that my brother was indeed murdered. And that's what we do on the Comfortable and Chaos podcast. We look at these things, and if they point in a direction, and then we find out that something is uncovered, Well, then we look into plausible dimensions of what could have actually transpired and or a way to explain this and or to explain away it. And if you go to Dr. Michael Bodden, the venerated pathologist who has studied a thousand prison deaths by hanging, and in prison there is no mechanism for a hard hanging. You don't simply get on a second floor rafter tie a very tight ligature and or something around you and jump off where you break the neck. These guys typically are left to do it with what? Some form of a bed sheet hanging from a top bunk whereby they're still in contact with the floor. It's a little bit more slow, a little bit more excruciating. 
you don't have the trauma to the neck, i.e. the vertebrae. But in Epstein's case, Michael Bodden said he had never seen three three fractures of those vertebrae in a thousand prison hangings. So he thought it was consistent with homicide, not suicide. I think when you strike someone to the neck and or you do damage to the neck. So since ultimately this was capped off at the neck level and we are going to take a different approach, let's look at that leaf-like piece of cartilage known as the epiglottis because we know that flap both opens and closes. It goes both ways, right? And we know Epstein and his cronies and his Johns. (laughs) They had a million different ways that they flap back and forth from here to sundown. So when people swallow that old epiglottis, it closes to prevent aspiration, right? We don't want food in the airways. But my goodness, has old Epstein choked off plenty of people. And ultimately... He was choked off. And of course, when we breathe, it opens up to allow a good influx of air into the trachea and ultimately the airways and and lungs. And I guess Epstein just provided a breath of life up until when he was snuffed out to all those people seeking his pleasures. But really, that was the side story. We knew about Gates before. By the way, Melinda, you're a classy lady. You knew about his shenanigans way, way, way back. You went away quietly, and you handled it with grace. Bill, you are who you are, Billy Bob Clinton. You were such an easy target. Hell, even Barack Obama knew it. That just shows you his fastidious nature, right? Barack knew if left alone... Those Bidens, (laughs) well, he'd have a chance to rule again. And the Bidens would drag their you-know-what in the dirt. Old Barack knew that you would bow out, Hillary, and you would concede that Democratic nomination to him because there was just too much dirt on you guys. Of course, he renumerated you and Billy Bob. He renumerated you, Hillary by allowing you to become Secretary of State. And every time you needed to go visit a foreign leader, you could just call them. Remember that server went away and all those emails and say, hey, here's the account and routing information to the Clinton Foundation. I'll take two, I'll take three million. I send a million and a half for Bill, too. And whoo-wee, you guys became enriched. So once again, Barack was a genius. He really was. But... Maybe Epstein had a little bit of uh, genius in him. We know he taught physics and calculus, so he had some numerative abilities there at the Dalton School. Never finished college. I mean, gee whiz. I mean, he, he taught at a prestigious prep school, and what got him launched was he taught Ace Greenberg, think of the chairman of Bear Stearns at that time, another fellow Jew on Wall Street, and uh, he tutored his son. And so, despite having no experience, he launched him into the financial services industry. 
But we're going to go round and round this merry-go-round and take a different look and a different approach to this series. I don't know how far it will go, and maybe it may have three components, but it will be entitled Epstein's Epiglottis, because ultimately his was sealed for good. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast.